Welcome to my MS video blog and to podcast by Paul. I'm creating a video blog and podcast at the same time, so you may be listening to one and hear me refer to another. Again, video blog and podcast, creating them both at the same time. Today's podcast video blog is called Assisted Suicide. Are you for it? Or against it. Spoiler alert, I'm for it and I'm going to tell you why in a moment. A little bit of background, the webinar includes the PowerPoint. If you want the PowerPoint and you're unable to download it through whichever media you're watching this on, those of you who are watching the video blog, email paullima.com at gmail.com with the subject line assist it and I will send you the PowerPoint. If you're listening to the podcast and want the PowerPoint on this subject, uh, email paullima.com at gmail.com. That's P-A-U-L-L-I-M-A dot com at gmail.com. Subject line assisted. I'll send you a PDF that can be opened on, on almost any computing device. A little bit about me before we really begin. I've been a professional writer for over 35 years. Since 1990, I've worked as a freelance business writer and writing trainer. I have written and self-published 20 books, and I've had MS, or multiple sclerosis, for 22 years. This is, in part, as you will see, part, why I am in favor of assisted suicide. Anyway, you can read more about me if you're so inclined at paullima.com, P-A-U-L-L-I-M-A. To start with, allow me to say sorry for for what will be a long introduction before I get to what this video blog is all about. I felt I had to build up to the topic and perspective. My perspective. I also want to say up front here, I am not clinically depressed. In fact, I'm not even depressed. And I'm not suicidal. I just want to make that clear off the top. So there are days, hell, if you've had MS for 20 plus years, you'd have days too, I suspect. But, attitude-wise, I am fine. The fact that I am better off than some folks who have MS and not doing as well as others has no bearing on my thoughts here. This is about me my MS, and my reaction to it. There are no comparisons. With that in mind, again, I want to say up front, the diagnosis of MS is not the end of the world. I am not saying if you're with MS, you should be in favor of assisted suicide. The diagnosis of MS is simply a new beginning. But you have to learn how to begin again, how to live with it. The good days and not so good days, hell, the bad and shitty days too. Have to learn how to live with it. You have to understand your limitations and live as best you can within them, testing the boundaries every now and now and again. I'm not saying you have MS, give up. I'm saying you have to learn how to begin, how to live with it. It is simply a new beginning.
And there are times, let's face it, when things are so bad, you are so down physically and mentally, there is so little you can do, and you're so tired of how little you can do. There are times like that that you wouldn't mind it if your world simply put came crashing down to a full stop at the end. You really wouldn't mind it. Physically, mentally, physically, you're down. There's so little you can do. You get tired of how little you can do. If the world ended tomorrow, on those days, there, you wouldn't mind. Now, I've had MS for 22 years. In the beginning, symptoms came and symptoms went. That is the nature of RRMS, relapsing, remitting, multiple sclerosis. I've got a disease I can't even pronounce. When I was in remission, which was frequently for the first 15 years, I could work, dine out, go to the movies, go on vacation, be a dad, live a mostly normal life. There were times when I experienced pins and needles attacking my body, but I just lived and worked through the uncomfortable attacks, one of the more common MS symptoms. There are many MS symptoms. I will not go into all of them here. If you're curious, you go to paullima.com forward slash MS and listen to my other video blogs in which I talk about various MS symptoms. There were times I experienced pass out, blackout fatigue. But I'm fortunate. I work from home as a writer, and I could afford to black out on the couch for an hour or so before coming to and resuming my work. Now, I'm also a trainer, and during the periods where I was experiencing frequent blackout fatigue, I simply did not train. But I could still work as a writer. Blackout, wake up an hour or so later, go back to work. There were times MS hit my eyes. I just kind of looked around the impairment as best I could. And I increased the font size on the e-reader my wife Lynn had bought me so that I could read. So I had visual impairments. They got in my way, but I worked around them as best I could. And they came and they went. It was the time MS attacked my taste buds. Everything I ate or drank tasted like crap, even water. Now, I have never tasted crap, um, maybe when I was a two-year-old, but everything I ate or drank tasted like what I think crap would taste like. Even a glass of water, I'd say to you, would you get this glass of water in the swamp? Anyway, so what did I do? I ate less and I lost 30 pounds. 30 pounds that I needed to lose. So I could do anything. It's just the MS attack was to my taste buds. Lasted about four or five months. Weirdest MS syndrome that I've ever heard about. So you see, you can live a somewhat normal life with RRMS. At least some of us can some of the time. It all depends on the nature and frequency of our hits or exacerbations, as they are called. And for the first 15 years, 
my hits came, they went, sometimes they disappeared for years, sometimes they came, they were minor, really didn't get in the way, I mean, I was experiencing them, but I could live, I could carry on. It's more difficult to do so with secondary progressive MS, SPMS, and next to impossible with primary progressive MS, PPMS. But I know people with SPMS, which is what I now have, and PPMS, who have great attitudes and really push their MS boundaries as difficult as it is to do so. They also crash and burn, as I do. So you can have MS, you can have severe MS, you can have a great attitude, you can push the boundaries, but there's only so far you can go. And you do hit a wall, you crash, you burn. You get to the point where you can't do anything. The fact is my MS has a firm grip on me. Again, I'm not comparing my condition to anybody else with MS. There are people of MS who couldn't create a video blog like I'm doing now. Uh, there are people who are better off than I am and people with it who are worse off. Not a comparison. The fact is, MS is different for each of us. And there really is no point in making comparisons. I can't drive my car. I know people with MS who have no problem driving. I can walk my dog. I know people with MS who have great difficulty walking or they're in a scoot on a scooter or in a wheelchair. If I were try to try to drive my car, I'd be like a drunk driver out there. I don't even think I can get up our driveway without hitting the wall of the house. I can walk the dog. Even if I need my cane to amble on, I have to sit down and rest a lot. I can do it. So I do it. I can no longer train in person or write for clients. These are things I've done for 35 years. Physically, I would not be able to stand in a workshop setting for a day or even a couple of hours. Hell, I think 15 minutes would be pushing it. Seriously. Stand in front of a group of people and talk for 15 minutes. Right now, I'm talking to you, and this podcast is going to be more than 15 minutes long. But I'm sitting on my butt, and when it's done, I will go crash. I'll have difficulty focusing, hence you see the PowerPoint. I, I couldn't do this off the top of my head. Uh, this difficulty focusing makes it difficult for me to take on writing assignments, make it difficult for me to give a talk without writing it all down first, and I'm able to read it. Now, I can conduct short webinars. And I've produced some video blogs and podcasts and have even recorded some of my uh, workshops as webinars. I've written some books and blog posts. I take a deep breath, do the work, and then crash. And sad to say, I feel crappy while I'm doing it. I feel crappy all the time. But, you know, if you want to see what I'm up to, go to my website, paulima.com. And you can see, I'm doing stuff. I just don't feel good. The point is, even though there are things I can do, and in fact do, MS is draining the, the joy, the purpose, the meaning out of my life 
that really brings me to the point of this video blog and podcast. The point? Assisted suicide. Again, I am not suicidal. Hell, I don't want to kill myself. I haven't seen season two of HBO's My Brilliant Friend. Gotta see that. <laughs> so I'm not suicidal. But I'm going to come to a day where I just want to let go. What's the point of holding on when there is no joy, purpose, meaning? When there is no reason to hold on? What is the point of holding on? If you can answer that for me, please do. But I know I may reach a point. When I reach that point, I don't want some mindless, faceless bureaucrat holding a rule book standing in front of me saying, no, not yet, not yet. When we want to go, need to go, we should be allowed to go. And that is my whole point. This isn't only about assisted suicide. This is about letting me decide when I want assistance because I am going to reach that point. I'm not there yet. I'm going to get there. But I know I am going to reach that point. I don't care how physically or mentally capable we still are. I still am. When there is no joy, purpose, meaning, when there is no reason to hold on, we should be allowed to let go. It's that simple. No joy, no purpose, no meaning, no reason. I got nothing. I can't get up couch. My life is to sit on the couch, watch TV. Sorry, I don't want that life. And when I reach, I should be allowed to let go. It is that simple. Talk first? Sure. Hey, if you want me to talk to a psychiatrist first, I'll talk to one. If you want me to make sure that I am sure I let go, I'm happy to make sure. If the psychiatrist talks to me and, and I change my mind, fine. I don't think I'm going to change my mind. But I'm not opposed to talking to somebody. Once it's determined that I am sure, get out of my way and let me go. That's all I'm saying. Get out of my way. Let me go. I'm going to need some help. So I guess I'm saying get out of my way and help me go. I am not looking for your sympathy. I just want you to know that. I don't want you to be sitting there watching this, listening to this, saying, oh, poor Paul, I'm so sorry for him. I'm not looking for your sympathy. sympathy. These are the cards that I have been dealt. I have no choice but to play them. This is how I choose to play them, or how I will choose to play them, how I want you to let me choose to play them. Again, there are people who are sicker who wouldn't make this choice. They have my respect, but this is my choice. I guess you could say I'm pro-choice. By way of an aside, I did a bit of work in the chronic care wing of a hospital. There were many patients in bed 
not communicating in any way, shape, or form with the family members who were sitting around them. Nurses would come, nurses would come into their rooms twice a day and flip them over like pancakes. And I mean no, res no disrespect to these people. They couldn't move, they couldn't speak, they couldn't think. I don't know if there was anything going on inside their head. Somehow, I doubt it. These people were ragdolls. They had to be flipped over twice a day to help combat uh, bed source. That's not me. I'm sorry. I don't want that to be me. I have no problem with people who want to hold out to their very last breath. If somebody was in that bed and they had said, do everything you can to keep me alive until I take my last breath, breath fine. If you want that to be you, so be it. All I ask in return is that you have no problem with me and with what I want. Not everyone with MS or any other chronic illness thinks the way I do. And I'm not saying, I'm not suggesting anybody should think this way. I am saying this is my way of thinking. I suspect there are others who think this way. I believe teach their own is more appropriate here. However you want to think, whatever you want to do, is fine by me. Let my thoughts, let my actions be fine by you. Let me tell you about a man with MS in a wheelchair. This may seem like I am countering the argument that I am making. And I am trying to be as balanced as possible. When I met this man, he was a quadriplegic. He was in constant pain with brain fog. Brian, his name was. He had been a magazine publisher, and he loved to play volleyball. In fact, when his MS first put him in a wheelchair, he had a wheelchair specially designed so he could continue to play the sport. There he is, out on the court, in the wheelchair, playing volleyball. Such zest for life he had. I think it's fair to say that Brian fought to live a full life every day of his life, even after he became a paraplegic and could not rid himself of the pain and the, and the fog. He lived as full a life as he could every day, with extreme limitations. I cried when I learned that Brian had passed away peacefully in his sleep. The man was a fighter. He was brave. He was bold. He was a true MS warrior. I'm telling you about Brian so that I can also tell you I am not Brian. I am not that man, nor do I want to be him. He has my full undying respect for the choices that he made and the battles that he fought. I respect him, but I cannot be him. We're different people. All I am asking is that people respect the choices that I make and my eventual surrender when I am no longer able to fight this battle. When I am no longer able to rage against MS, 
You don't have to like my thoughts, but I am asking you to respect them. I don't want to go on about my MS symptoms. Suffice it to say that I hurt constantly. Even as I type and recite these words, I am in pain. It hurts. So why am I doing this? What choice do I have? Curl up in a ball on the couch and give up? It's not me. Carry on as best I can. That is me. But at some day, there will come a day when I will not be able to carry on as best I can. Come that day, I want to be able to let go. Again, it's worth repeating, I'm not suicidal. I'm not asking anybody to pull the plug. Hell, I'm not even plugged in. But when the day comes, the day of my choosing, all I'm asking for is a little compassion, understanding, and yes, assistance. I'm going to need some help. Anyway, I'm sorry if this has been a bit of a downer. But these thoughts would not leave my head. And when thoughts won't leave my head, I have to write them down and say them to get them out. I'm not even sure if I'm going to post this, but I probably will. So you can consider my thoughts said. You now know where I stand and why I stand there. I'm not asking you to stand there. I am asking you to let me stand there. Anyway, thanks for listening to me say my words. If you have any comments on my video, blog, or podcast, feel free to email paullima.com at gmail.com. That's P-A-U-L-L-I-M-A dot com at gmail.com. Two dot coms on there. And hey, if you want a free PDF of the book, everything you need to know about MS, send an email to, oops, send an email to msandmebook at gmail.com. That's msandmebook at gmail.com. Put PDF in the subject line, and I will send you a free PDF of the book, everything you need to know about MS. And if for chance you want to know more about me, you can go to paullima.com. If you want to read about my books, you can go to paullima.com forward slash books. If you want to view my other MS video blogs, go to paullima.com forward slash MS. And if you want to look at my writing and business webinars, go to paullima.com forward slash PWYC. So you see, I'm in sales mode here, <laughs> asking you to look at my books, look at my videos, look at my webinars. I'm not suicidal. I'm not going anywhere. But come the day when I say it is time to go, I want to be able to go. I don't want to have to meet some artificial criteria. Oh, you can still walk. Oh, you can still sit up. Oh, you can still speak. Sorry, you can't go. When I say it's time to go, I want to go.
So assisted suicide, are you for it or are you against it? You know where I stand. Hey, you're free to stand wherever you want to stand, but you know where I stand. Thanks again for listening. Take care.